Episode 117. Simple is better. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hey, elite educators! This is Gretchen of Always a Lesson. I'm an educator who realized that lessons are all around us if we take the time to notice, and then when we do, we can perfect our craft. Well, this podcast is for those who I call the elite, the ones who take the time to invest in themselves, like listening to podcasts just like this one. That way, they can become their best for those that they're serving. And on this podcast, I share the lessons I learned, I am learning, and I will learn, so that you can apply those nuggets of knowledge without the baggage that comes with learning the lesson yourself. My aim is to empower you every episode, so tune in for what's in store for you today. This podcast episode is especially for new teachers, as we talk about becoming an effective educator by getting the simple things right. So let's reignite your passion and potential. Are you ready? Here we go. If you've been following my journey for some time now, you know I work closely with new teachers and those that lead new teachers. So I often get asked for my number one tip or my best advice when meeting a new group of teachers, especially at a training workshop where you have a lot of graduating pre-service teachers. And my advice has always been the same. And so I thought I'd dedicate an episode to those who are new or new-ish to the profession, and really speak some truth into your situation as this back-to-school season is underway. So I titled this episode "Simple Is Better," and here's the deal: social media glamorizes education. I mean, FOMO quickly spreads. Teachers develop an unhealthy fear of missing out due to all the amazing things that other teachers around the world are doing, and that can be debilitating to a new teacher. It really sends the message that you have to have a three-ring circus and buy tons of flexible seating options and. Transform your classroom into a movie set every day, but all of that is false. I loved coaching under the new teacher project because I got to see lots of great teaching styles, and the variety is so great for students to witness and experience because it's realistic. It shows that we're all different and we can all work together and learn from one another. And what worked for one teacher doesn't necessarily work for another. Well, some of the best teachers that I observed. Had nothing on their walls. They had no high technology components, zero charades. But because they knew their content and did the simple act of teaching well, they were highly effective. And that's why I'm saying simple is better. Because if you can't manage to do the little things correctly, you definitely can't hang when it comes to doing the complex things. And as a newer teacher, you really need to build a solid teaching foundation of getting the simple things right. You know, do the basics extremely well. Keep things simple. Go ahead and learn the simple things well, and the difficult things will become easy later. And that's it. That's the secret sauce. That's the secret to success. That's the secret to being teacher of the year. You know, the greatest of teachers do the simple things effortlessly. That you almost miss them when they're doing them because that you're solely focusing on all that flair that they've learned to acquire over time. 
But every single one of those teachers started out small. They started out simple, one technique, one strategy at a time. You know, don't add to your tool belt until you've mastered what's in front of you. So to prove that this idea of simple is better works, here are three quotes that you might want to jot on a post-it note and kind of hang in your mirror as you're getting ready in the morning. Well, the first one is from John W. Gardner. He said, excellence is doing ordinary things extraordinarily well. Well, Jim Rohn tweaks that a bit. Instead of saying excellence is, he says success is doing ordinary things extraordinarily well. And so what both of those people are saying is, hey, if you want to be great at something, go be awesome at the mundane things. I mean, the most famous of basketball players, it's the simple things. It's a layup. It's shooting the basketball. It's nothing fancy. You just got to be able to do those things consistently, reliably doing them well. My favorite quote is actually unknown. It says, big things often have small beginnings. And I love that because you are working to have a great potential, but you start so small and you think, how could this ever turn me into a great, fabulous teacher? Oh, it's coming because these small things add up and they become your foundation without these things being sculpted and created to be firm and strong and consistent. You can't build anything on it. So what do these quotes really mean? They mean you have to prioritize what you do in your classroom. Accept that your talent is developing and you can't go in with a heavy-hitting strategy like graffiti walks and Socratic seminars. You know, if you can't manage the side chatter, you can't manage those things. It's not going to happen. And that's okay because this is not a forever point. This is a starting point. And if I were your coach or your administrator, I would prefer to come into your classroom where you were solely using direct instruction and redirecting misbehaviors, um, providing rewards and consequences, and obviously delivering accurate content. And if that was all you were doing, I know it's not, it doesn't sound exciting and fun, but if that's all you were doing, that would be great. End of story. That's it. Day after day. Just do that. And when you feel like you have procedures in place and students are following those directives, well, now you can start mixing up your instructional delivery methods. So maybe you try one small group per subject per day. Maybe you add an instructional video. Maybe you incorporate a short student discussion. And when you got that nailed for a few days, take it up another notch. Transition to maybe multiple small group instruction with less and less direct instruction over time. You know, start passing the baton to students. They can do attendance and lunch count and passing papers. You don't need to do that, but you can't pass that on until you've learned to manage your classroom. And each time you master one level of simple, take it up another notch. And that's how you train to become a highly effective teacher. You don't go in with guns blazing, trying to orchestrate 30 plus students in a million centers, all while you take, you know, some informal data, oh, while running small groups. I mean, that is going to come for you, but over time and only after you practice, practice, practice the little things. You know, you don't go out one day and run a marathon. You have to start by walking and walking turns to jogging, jogging turns to running. And then you kind of set up some schedule and then you're mixing up and trying different ways to you know, decrease your heart rate and 
increase the amount of time you can withstand running at a certain pace. I mean, all those things take training. They take time. You've got to take baby steps, and that's what you're going to do here. Behavior management is your number one concern as a new teacher, and then following that is content. If you cannot control a class, it doesn't matter how well you know your material. It might take you three months to get your management just right, or it might take three days. You don't know until you start. And don't focus on hurrying up to get to that next level because the more you hurry, the longer it's just going to take. So don't be sloppy. Don't sacrifice perfection. Require yourself to be consistent and require your students to comply every time in every way every day. Remember, simple is better. And those who lead you know that you are building a foundation. You're eating the elephant one bite at a time. You're creating healthy habits in your teaching and your classroom environment. So don't rush your own development. You will become a master teacher, just not overnight. And that is okay. So here are three action steps for you to start today. Create a short list of classroom rules that students can follow and decide what the consequences and rewards are in relation to those rules. I highly suggest creating a, a classroom visual for these rules so that one, students are aware, but it's a great visual reminder for you to be consistent in directing the class to those rules. Number two, I would say script out your procedures for how students are going to transition in and out and around your classroom. If you don't tell the kids how to get materials or when it's okay to go to the bathroom, they're going to tell you. So decide now what's best for you and your students. Teach your students the routine and then let them practice doing it. It's important that you ensure they meet whatever your expectation is every time or they're going to start morphing your standard of excellence, then that's not okay. So if you want them to do it a certain way, make them do it every single time. I don't care if it's Friday. I don't care if it's rainy out. I don't care if everyone's tired. You don't want your expectations to be lowered over time because you started letting a few things go. And the third and last suggestion I have for you is study your content and practice delivering that out in front of your mirror. You've got to know your stuff. You can't wing it. You can't make up information. You've got to be clear on what you're teaching. You really have to spend a bulk of your time in the beginning lesson planning and you're researching so that you're familiar with the topic on numerous levels because guess what? Students are going to ask you questions and you have to have a depth of knowledge to be able to answer them. I mean, it's not like you have to know everything but you do have to know where students are coming from in terms of their knowledge base and then where you have to get them to for the next grade. So hold on to those standards. Review them often. I highly suggest you rolling out your lesson, like I said, in the mirror or with a recorder just to help you gain confidence in what you're saying. Um, and it'll help you figure out the right wording so it comes out nice and clear before you stand in front of your students. So my three suggestions were make those rules, decide what your procedures are going to look like, and get to know that content. That's it. Start perfecting those three simple things. And it's okay if it takes you months. You've got to get those right before adding anything on top. Doesn't mean you can't be creative or try new things, but it's most important to build a foundation out of concrete than out of sand. As you're gaining proficiency this year, reach out to me with any questions that you have. I'd love to help you reach your potential. It's Gretchen at alwaysalesson.com. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on building a solid teaching foundation of getting the simple things right. 
Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. This podcast is a member of the Education Podcast Network, a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to EduPodcastNetwork dot com for more details.